0: Hello and welcome to Art in the Age of Lockdown with me, Ilaria Bevan, brought to you by ArtPot magazine. Every week you'll listen to a conversation between myself and a range of artists, gallerists, curators and other art professionals about their experiences since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as their hopes for the future. I am absolutely thrilled to announce that this episode's guest is the director of the inimitable Peggy Guggenheim Collection Venice and the director for Italy for the Solomon R. Guggenheim Foundation, Carol Vale. Prior to this appointment, which she has served since 2017, Carol was the curator for the Guggenheim New York and organized numerous exhibitions, including the insightful Maholi Najee Future Present exhibition in collaboration with the Art Institute of Chicago and the Los Angeles County Museum of Art in the spring of 2016. Granddaughter of Peggy Guggenheim herself, Carol continues the legacy of this established family and has helped make the Peggy Guggenheim collection become a beloved in- Italian national treasure. Welcome to the podcast, Carol.
1: Thank you so much, Thank
0: It's you. It's lovely to hear from you. So I'd just like to start off by asking... What would have been your routine at the Peggy Guggenheim collection, roughly 12 months ago?
1: Well, uh, it, was, it was a very busy routine, a very full, uh, always a very full schedule. Um, and just um, working here um, at the museum, um, taking care of uh, everyday matters and also thinking about future projects, future exhibitions, uh, and how to ensure that the uh, PGC, as we call it, um, mm. remain really always at the at the top of its game.
0: And are you able to share any news about future exhibitions or developments within the museum? I saw that um, you've had to postpone your Surrealism and Magic Enchanted Modernity until twenty twenty two.
1: Yes, well, unfortunately, so um, we we had um, well, uh, being being a former former curator, I've always paid. Uh, uh, particular attention to the to the exhibition program, and unfortunately, um, we have had to cancel or postpone many many exhibitions, uh, much to much to my regret. So yes, indeed, we've had to postpone our Surrealism and Magic exhibition to next year, um, but I think that will that makes perfect sense because unfortunately, the museum this past twelve months, just like so many other institutions, mm. has suffered greatly um, financially. Um and um, also there 're not being i mean there having been so few few tourists in Venice this last year uh, it made uh sense to postpone projects uh, from so many points of view. Uh, we want the exhibition to be viewed by as many people as possible, and hopefully by next year most uh, well, almost all of us, I hope, will be will have had the the vaccine. I hope um, so. People will be travelling again more more freely. Even though I think we, we even though I think we have to be, um, look at how we travel in a much more sustainable way. I think that is actually really crucial for the, for the future of our planet. But anyway, to go back to exhibitions, um, yes, we've had to so cancel or postpone. So surrealism is taking place next year beginning in May 2022, when the Art Biennale should be taking place.
0: Yes, and we hope so.
1: We hope so. Well, this year we should have the the, the architecture Biennale mm-hmm. scheduled to open and we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see whether it really does. Obviously, we hope it does, uh, but who knows, that may get postponed uh, to the to the autumn, we still don't know.
0: And will you be making change to the Surrealism and Magic exhibition? to combat the fact that it's been postponed for a year?
1: Well, we don't have to make any drastic changes. Uh, Luckily, um, I would say that most institutions and private lenders understand and appreciate that the exhibition uh, has had to be pushed back by a year. So I think, in fact, uh, we've been able, yes, to secure all the major loans and so I'm, I'm obviously very grateful for that, and so is our so is our curator. So I, I think, and this is giving us a bit more time to work even more thoroughly on the on the catalogue, uh, which promises to be a really important document uh, for this particular aspect of uh, of surrealism.
0: And will the catalogue be released once the show is opened, or have you published it already?
1: Oh no, no, we haven't published it. Okay. We're working also in 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 sync with. Um, with a partner institution in Germany, the Museum Barberini in Potsdam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, yes, an, an, an exhibition that we are working on together. So it, it begins here at the PGC and then we'll follow to Germany. So we're working on the catalog together. Um, and the catalog will be, will come out when the exhibition uh, begins next, uh, next May. And it will be in three languages, in English, French, uh, sorry, not French, English, <laughs> uh, uh, Italian and uh, and German.
0: Oh, wonderful! And you know how has it been trying to navigate um, this collaboration? Because I mean, I I presume you might have gone to Germany to discuss these things with you.
1: Well, actually, no. Our favorite mode of communication right now is via Zoom or via Teams mm. meetings. Well, I think we we've had a very understanding partner, and I mean, we've both we've been working very closely together because this is a joint. I mean, this is a collaboration between two institutions and. When we um, proposed moving the exhibition, they were very understanding, uh, and I think most institutions, I mean, have been very understanding. And because we haven't, we haven't had any choice, unfortunately. I mean, we've had to either cancel or better still postpone. I mean, obviously, at times it can be. I mean, well, it, it's tricky because not everyone's um, programming uh, schedules. Uh, mm-hmm. Necessarily fits with everyone else's, and so you you hope for the best. But we we've been very lucky in this instance, and so I think we've um, uh, we'll we'll be able to present the kind of exhibition we'd always counted on, on 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 showing.
0: It was wonderful that you've been able to you know keep curating this collaboration and that it's become a success. But has the museum derived any benefit from its long closure? like have you had the opportunity to rethink the permanent collection or conduct research that might not have happened should you know we have been in busier more normal times
1: well I always try and change the the installation as um, well a a few times a year and that's due to to several factors um, as we are as we generally lend paintings to exhibitions that we think are are, are worthy projects, uh, we tend to lend out several uh, several works. I mean, every every year. So then you do have to change the installation because if if that painting has been hanging in the Palazzo, obviously we can't leave a gap. So we do have to rethink the installation, and as as I am still a bit of a curator, mm. that's one of my very favourite activities: is to think about new ways of hanging the um, the collection, new ways of looking at the pictures, and just trying to find new new relationships. And uh, so, um, but I haven't been doing too much of that lately, unfortunately, because we've had to focus on on other things. Not only has the museum been closed, but the uh, staff has been on partial furlough, uh, and then staff has been working either from home or from the office. So there's been less activity in some ways, and on the other hand, there's been a lot of activities because we've had to develop, like so many other museums, our online activities. And so uh, diving into that has been quite a novelty for all of us, but I think we've done quite a successful job because we were very busy um, throughout last year, coming up and producing all kinds of videos, podcasts, uh, online courses, and so on and so forth. And so, uh, but to go back to uh, to the collection, and um, well, unfortunately, yes, I mean it's been closed to the to the public uh, for for so long. I mean we we had the first lockdown then we were able to reopen last june slowly a few days at a time then we had to close again in early november on the fifth actually and we're only just reopening on the 11th of february and again that will be just a couple of days a time at a time because we really have to gauge what our public will be i mean right now there are not very many people in venice and it's basically (laughs) italian residents and a few um, few, some, some people from the Veneto region, uh, there might be some non-Italians who may already, who may be residents here, um, but they're not that many, well we're not expecting that many people to come to the museum, but obviously I hope that they will. And we will only be, we can only open during the week anyway, we're not allowed, no museum is allowed to open on weekends. Oh. So that will make it also a little bit more difficult for those, for those people who are working. But at the same time, we hope that anyone who is not working and who is, in a, who is able um, to come to a museum, we very much hope that they will uh, come and look at the paintings and be inspired by them, because we very much think that art is there to, as an inspiration, mm. um, as solace, um, and keeping the museums closed is really, I think, uh, a terrible thing. So if we can open up even just for a few uh, locals, uh, and uh, offer that service uh, well we're very pleased about about that.
0: yes, I was going to ask how your visitors' numbers have been affected. I was reading just this morning um, this article on the Telegraph saying that Venice is a complete ghost town the um cafe had you know isn't reopening you know how do you how many visitors do you expect to come per day roughly well
1: not 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 very many, but we may get a, a few hundred. Um, I mean, yes, we, we've, su- we've suffered uh, immensely, I mean, we've hardly, I mean, our attendance has gone down by nearly three quarters. But um, I, I'm, I'm sure they will be coming, I mean, I'm sure they'll be coming back. I mean, we've, uh, uh, the, the Peggy Guggenheim collection has always been an immensely popular uh, institution and the second most visited museum in, uh, in Venice, uh, and obviously I hope we will continue on that track. So, but I think we'll, and to go back to the, to Venice being a ghost town. Well, it's, it's very empty and we're, we're not used to seeing a place like Venice completely empty. Uh, it's been eerily empty. It's also been beautifully empty and quite a, an extraordinary privilege to, to experience Venice so quiet um, and the Grand Canal so quiet, without any motorboats, and seeing uh, rowers being able to row again on the on the Grand Canal, um, it's been it's been rather extraordinary. Um, obviously, visitors visitors are needed, but not only visitors. I think we very much need uh, residents and young people to come and live in Venice and to work in Venice. Um, and that's what would make it, a, I think, a better city overall. But cafes are slowly reopening, um, but just a few days a week. But um, in the evenings, I mean, there are no restaurants open yet. Um, but hopefully with um, with spring coming along and hopefully with the vaccine, which is really being delayed, unfortunately, I mean, hopefully, well, there will be more people uh but right now, yes, it's still i wouldn't say it's exactly creepy or ghostly i mean, but we've also i guess got used to it in the last in the last year and it's amazing what you do get used to, but it is it is really too empty i mean we we there must be more people around there must be some more there must be more life it's very sad and tragic to see so many uh so much closed down we, we do have to reopen uh but we also very much have to think about Venice as not just a tourist city, but as a real complete city, as a place where people really can can live and find work and uh, interesting and sustainable work.
0: You know, did the pandemic creep into Venice with a sense of disbelief, or did it burst onto the city as explosively as it struck Northwest Italy? Was this change rapid or not?
1: Um, well, it was it was pretty it was pretty rapid, but I think Venice being uh, being an island, and I mean, even though there's a there's a there's a long bridge linking it to the mainland, uh, is a bit of a is a bit of a bubble. And um, but I mean, the the Veneto generally was pretty badly affected, as was northern northern Italy, uh, even though not as badly as Lombardia. And um, I mean, there because there are so few residents really in in Venice, uh, I think uh, we were able to. Well, we were able to, to, to feel really rel- relatively safe, I have to say.
0: And have you been confined to Venice throughout the whole pandemic, or were you able to come back to the museum's headquarters in New York?
1: Oh, no, no, I haven't been to New York since last February. Oh. No, no, and, and, and any, any meetings that I've had to attend have been have been digital, have been virtual. So, um, no, I haven't been. I, I've actually been to, to the south of France a few times. I've, dr- I've driven there. Uh, with my, with my husband for, for family, for family reasons. Uh, and then of course we've had to ensure that you have a negative, a negative mm-hmm. COVID test um, going there and, and then coming back, but uh, otherwise no, 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 no travel whatsoever. And in some ways it's been some, well, that's been rather nice in some ways, not having to get onto a plane or on a train every week or, uh, but now I think it's about, it's, it's time, but uh, to be able to travel a bit more. Uh, once, well, once I f- we feel a little safer about doing so.
0: I agree. I mean, I've been on maybe two planes to go from Scotland to London. And it's a very strange experience. Um, are you looking forward to be able, you know, to travel or anything like that?
1: Um, well, yes, no, but I find that travel has become so so rather not not very mm. not very pleasant the last few years because there's just too many too many people at the airports, and the
0: security travel, and too that. much
1: security. It's, it's it's a bit of a nightmare, really. I mean, I, I I love the idea of travel and exploring new places. Of course, I mean that 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 that, that I certainly do miss. Um, but I think even this summer with, uh, with my husband, we we. I, I, we probably will not go. I, I think we will stay in Italy. In fact, it's a wonderful opportunity to rediscover what is what is closer to home, because um, there, there will be well, there will be fewer people, fewer tourists, even this year. I, I suspect. So mm. uh, let's just um, explore closer to home and uh, avoid uh, long haul journeys for the time being.
0: And, you know, Venice is such, I remember from being there myself, uh, gosh, how, how long ago was it, 18 months ago, that I had such fun walking around all the beautiful streets and kind of just getting lost. Have you found you've been doing that a lot or have you kind of been mainly confined to your home area?
1: I mean, I've actually been—I've been going to work every day, even during lockdown. I was either working from home, but I was coming to the museum every day just to check everything out. Uh, we've always had our security guards, as as always, twenty-four hours a day, and just making sure they were fine, uh, and making sure that well, the museum was uh, was looking good. And I mean, I've I've been doing a bit of walking around, and of, of course, that, that that is lovely, not having to fight the tourists. Uh, in the in the tiny streets that you're that you're familiar with, uh, but at the same time, I've actually um, been extremely busy at work because even though the museum uh, hasn't been open, we've still had to pursue, as I was saying earlier, online activities and just thinking about well, what what is the future going to be like and uh, what what do we do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and can you tell me more about the online activities that you've done? I've seen bits and bobs on your Facebook page and your Instagram they all look wonderful
1: yes well uh, i mean we've had uh, uh, a series of art history courses um and um, actually we did something really nice uh, over this um over the last few months and we're not quite over with that program yet was a series of workshops for for young people between mm. 18 and 25 uh, which uh, which was organized in in participation with the swatch art Peace hotel uh, and that was actually um, yes workshops yes for for young people and it was really a project which was which was somewhat born during during the pandemic um, and and everything actually well almost all the activities were were done online but it had it had huge success and great resonance with our, uh with our with our audiences so we were very pleased about that I mean otherwise we've been coming up with all kinds of um, uh, Activities uh, like yes, um, I mean, for example, what I did last year with with another colleague, uh, we did these these short podcasts of readings from Peggy Guggenheim's autobiography. Mm. Um, then we did some uh, in um, in-depth uh, talks on certain works of art with our interns because we managed yes. to <laughs> keep up our internship program, believe it or not. Um, Oh, wow. we, and we also, I mean, we had a few interns here who would also help with uh, various departments. Then we did some uh, online uh, internships with uh, uh, students um, in, the, in, the, in the United States. And I was very pleased that oh, wow. we, could, we could go on doing that. Uh, and in the last few months, we've had a few more interns because, um, well, we, we also need the help uh, in various departments. And it's um, um, I think it's been a good experience. Uh, for these interns, even if the museum wasn't, wasn't open. So, with a bit of imagination, you can still come up with uh, all kinds of activities and, and plenty to do.
0: And that's true. And I was actually going to ask you know, speaking as someone who is fortunate, fortunate enough to have been given the privilege of an internship at the PGC, you know, I was going to ask how the internship programme had been run. I heard that um, when the pandemic struck, there were a couple of interns. And, you know, what kind of projects had they been taking on? Um, albeit online or whether they were in person.
1: Well they they were they were helping with various departments uh, they were doing some reading, some studying, working on podcasts um, so so they were doing a lot of what they might um, do regularly during um, during their actual physical stay here but of course they were not in the galleries or they didn't ha- they weren't helping out at the ticket office because of course that was closed. But nonetheless, I mean, we, we we could come up with some research projects and and more work, let's say, in the in the offices rather than um, in the in the galleries themselves. I so mean, I think it was probably a, a worthy a worthy experience nonetheless. And I think they had this rather extraordinary experience of um, of getting to know Venice uh, with with completely different eyes uh and a completely different atmosphere at least that's the impression and that that's what i hear uh, from from my education staff that even though these internships of late have been so so unusual uh, nonetheless they've been very much appreciated
0: um and how many interns did you have both in person and online oh my goodness i don't want to get the numbers
1: right <laughs> do I? worry um, so <laughs> i mean it, it, it would vary from well with our first lockdown we had Two head interns, and then the interns had already who were already here in Venice, and a couple chose to re- to go back home, but but quite a few, uh, let's say to up to ten, decided to stay on because I think it was a rather extraordinary experience, and they mm-hmm. wanted to stay on. But then during full lockdown, we had far fewer interns here because, uh, but then we started later after the summer having more interns, um, and then when we opened, yes, in June, yeah, slowly we would have more interns, but we weren't, we were not having the same amount of interns as before, I mean, we've, we've had in the past between 20 and 25 interns per month, but that of course wasn't the case um, this year.
0: Yes, because I remember my cohort, I think, was maybe about 25, I've probably yes, got yes, the number yes. wrong, we yes, were nice. quite a big crowd, I remember. Yes. yes, yes. The June, yep. But I remember, you know, when I was working there, it was very much in-person interaction with the ticket office and the guarding. Mm-hmm. And now it's much more research-based. Mm-hmm. Will you be implementing a more research-based programme for the interns when the internship can return to being in-person as usual? Or will it be kind of more the same as when I, I maybe, did it, I think
1: it might be. I think it might be a combination and whatever's mm-hmm. needed. So we'll 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 just have to, to see um, how that works out. But we, we, we believe that um, it's a it's a good experience for the interns to really uh, get to to know how the museum runs in every department, whether it's in the offices or the ticket office or um, taking care of the galleries. So I, I think we'll, we'll try and go back to what it was, but also maintaining a healthy, uh, healthy level of uh, participation in the offices.
0: Mm. And, you know, turning to a wider story of the city and its institutions, have other museums survived as satisfactorily as you, as far as you can tell?
1: Oh Well, I think I think it's been I think it's been difficult for for everyone. Diffic- difficult, but everyone's been trying to, to plod along and... Uh, um, all institutions are slowly opening up, um, next week, um, the academia galleries are opening on, on the 8th, I believe, um, and then the, um, uh, the, the city museums, um, will be opening up a few days later. I believe they open up on the same day that we do, which will be Thursday. And then there's also uh, Palazzo Grassi, which is reopening up next week as well. I I think everyone very much wants to to open up and everyone is uh, fed up with the fact that we haven't been able to open up and a bit disappointed that we can't open on weekends. Mm. We're hoping that that might change at
0: some point. And, you know, you mentioned that you'd been able to open in the summer as, you know, the same kind of situation happened in London. Things. Ch- how will things be different from when you opened in the summer to when you open on Thursday?
1: Actually, when we reopened in the summer, we were only, uh, we we weren't expecting very many visitors, and we, we were, everything was a big surprise, and obviously we had to get ready in order to ensure that everything uh, would be up to par regarding. Um, yeah, all the security measures, and so we're, we're ready from that point of view. I think, I mean, right now we'll only expect Venetian, um, Venetian residents um, or Italians from the wider Veneto region. But yes, we are opening during the week and not over the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how many people really do show up. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big surprise. Um, uh, I know. I mean, to come to the museum, uh, just as before. I mean. We you have to to book online and that is that is mandatory, um, mm-hmm. and I think we've we've already got some some reservations which is great. Um, I must say it's a rather wonderful time to go to a museum because you don't have to fight the crowds. Um, so, it's a it's a mixed blessing as far as I'm concerned. But as a visitor, you don't want too many people because then you can enjoy the the, the galleries. Yes, so that's more. true. Uh, at the same time, a completely empty museum is rather depressing. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I'm, I'm confident that, um, uh, well, it will be slow, but we have to open up because it's sending out a, a message, uh, a positive message, and these uh, wondrous places with these priceless works of art just have to be open. Uh, they can't. I mean, they're there for the public to be, to be enjoyed, to be experienced. So uh, it's very much uh, our duty to open up.
0: And I certainly agree. I remember when everything in London opened, you know, it was nice to have fewer visitors. And I appreciated, you know, being able to stand in front of the works, you know, works that I'd missed for so long and, you know, really experience the museum in a much more, in a calmer manner. And I really, really missed going. Did you manage to get to any museums or collections or anything during the summer when things were a little more normal?
1: Uh, well, n- unfortunately not as much as I would have liked, but I must say that the first, or next week I want to go to the um, Academia because uh, I haven't been there for a long time and there's a wonderful uh, Lorenzo Lotto Ooh. painting from the Kunsthistorisches Museum in Vienna, which is still there for a few weeks and I haven't had the opportunity to see it yet. So um, I'm going to take off a bit of time from work. Well deserved. <laughs> and, and go and look at this uh, wonderful painting. Well, uh, uh, so many places though have been have been closed. I mean, the, civic, the city museums didn't all reopen. I mean, the Doge's Palace was open, uh, and then the Museo Correr. Uh, but those are really more yes, his, his historical, historic, grand historical institutions, which are absolutely fantastic. Um, but otherwise, so many museums were were, were closed, and uh, other exhibitions maybe I'd seen before, uh, and I wasn't necessarily longing to to see those again. Uh, I was just so focused on uh, well, on on just doing everything I could to to make sure that the Peggy Guggenheim collection was still in everyone's in everyone's psyche.
0: Uh, I don't know how it couldn't be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yes, there's this wonderful uh, painting, which is a sacred conversation. The Catherine and Thomas Saints, which, which has been at the academia for, uh, for, for a long time now, but nobody's been able to see it. And there's, um, whenever I cross the, the academia bridge coming from home to go to work, there's this huge banner um, with the detail of his painting, and it looks absolutely glorious. Um, so I just, um, next week I said, okay, um, I'll take a, a, an hour from work and go and see this painting because, uh, uh, well, that's what you have to do. And
0: are there any other exhibitions in Venice that are due to open or are there, of most exhibitions, kind of been shut down no, for well, the time being?
1: Um, Punta della Dogana will be, opening in, uh, will be opening in April or May. Uh, with a Bruce Nauman exhibition, mm. um, but you know a lot of exhibitions have been have been postponed. Uh, so there's there's not. I mean, actual museums will be opening, but actual exhibitions. Uh, there's a Cartier Bresson show, which was about which was closing at the at Palazzo Grassi, but that will still be open for a few weeks. Um, and uh, I mean, the Fondazione Prada has been has been closed for. Uh, for a whole year I believe oh, gosh. Um, and then unfortunately uh, our special exhibition which we'd opened last February which was uh, Peggy Guggenheim's collection of African Oceanic objects the, the whole collection was on view in our temporary exhibition galleries and unfortunately we had to close it um, and we haven't been able to reopen it except for some very special um, uh, sporadic visits mm-hmm. um, I'm we won't be able to open that immediately because of a heightened security that is now required, and hence very, very expensive because we have to outsource those guards. Um, but I hope that maybe sometime after the summer that we might be able to open uh, that that presentation because it's a it's a it's a very little known aspect of uh, Peggy's collection. This is really the the right time to to show it, and so I hope that um, that will be one exhibition that will be able to, well, to be on view in Venice, uh, maybe sometime after the summer, with any luck.
0: Yes, I was going to say, I didn't even know that she'd collected oceanic objects or anything like that. And I think having an exhibition like yours, so niche, will be a chance for visitors to learn something new after, well, I think, kind of being stagnant for a bit.
1: Yes, that's true. My, Peggy does write about it in her autobiography. So it's not it's not unknown. And they have and uh, throughout the years, they've, they've, generally speaking, been a few of these objects exhibited in the Palazzo, but they've never really been quite highlighted. So um, I hope we can just um, well, open those doors up again soon. And uh, we'd also come Come up with a, a great um, a series of um, public public programs, um, but uh, we'll we'll just have to see uh, what we what we are able to do. I, I, unfortunately, it's just uh, one step at a time, uh, and we try and do as much planning um, as as we can. But then so often we find we've either got to cancel or postpone.
0: Yes I can imagine and is it your wish that this exhibition you know would be on view until you open your Surrealism and Magic exhibition or will there be a gap between the two?
1: Oh there's most probably going to be a gap but I mean if we can reopen it up uh, sometime maybe in the autumn that would be great but I'm not counting on it. Uh, we'll, We'll have to see how things go.
0: And you know going back a bit when you mentioned the architectural Biennale and the Venice Biennale you know obviously the the main art biennale is meant to take place, you know, in twenty twenty two. Do you do you expect it to go forth?
1: Oh yes, of course, yes, absolutely. I hope
0: so. <laughs>
1: oh, if it doesn't, then we're in a real mess. Uh, I mean, when when enough of a mess as it is, oh, I'm sure it will go forth. It has to go forth.
0: Uh, I think it does.
1: I'm very much counting on the architecture biennale. Should it not open up this spring, hopefully, it will open up in the in the in the early autumn.
0: Yes, do you think that, you know, if the architecture biennale doesn't go forth, do you think they'll push the art biennale back to 2023 to make way for the I architecture as so. they did before? No.
1: I, I don't think so because um uh, the art biennale has been pushed back often, often enough and uh, I don't think anyone wants to do that.
0: Yes, I agree. Since the art biennale brings in so much tourism and excitement and... You know, I think it would be a great opportunity for all of the countries to reunite once again.
1: It would be nice, yes. So that's what we're hoping for. But again, we're we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, But the plan so far is for the architecture Biennale to open up. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Who knows, exactly. And, you know, just thinking more about your staff, do you know how they have fared during this time? How have they been affected by the museum's closure? I mean, I know you mentioned that they've all been able to come into the offices. What has the atmosphere been like?
1: Yes, well, not all staff is here at the same time because there's uh, smart working. The staff who share an office make sure that one person is in the office and the other one, I mean, they, they try not to spend much time in the office together in order to reduce any possible um, contagion. Um, and, um, Anyway, unfortunately, we've had to furlough staff, so staff is not actually working um, quite as much. Well, not not nearly as much as before, but um, uh, so it will be wonderful at some point when staff is able to work again full time. Um, but staff has been remarkable. I mean, very, very good spirit, very, I mean, high spirits overall. Um, at times um, a little, well, fed up, of course, like everyone else. Yes. uh, (laughs) Everyone uh, who could possibly work, uh, that is the majority of staff. Obviously, it's been much more difficult for the frontline staff, um, um, such as the visitors, uh, visitors department uh, and the the retail, because our, our shops, well closed except that we have had one shop open just a few days a week but uh, with uh, uh, not not many customers unfortunately um so of course it's been very difficult for them and i think that uh, they just can't wait for everything to come back to some kind of normality um but um i've got i've got a great team so uh, i think that the staff is i'm generally speaking very very fond of of this museum and, and know what a special place it is so everyone is really trying to do her or his best to just to to keep things moving moving ahead
0: and you know thinking about the idea of unity and community I've been reading that lots of galleries and museums have kind of collaborated together in this particular time have you noticed that feeling have you been I mean I know you're collaborating with um the German Gallery for your surrealism exhibition but have you noticed any other collaborations or a sense of camaraderie amongst all the galleries, either in Venice or elsewhere.
1: Um, well, I think that the PGC has always uh, made an effort to collaborate with local institutions, um, whether it was museums in some form or the other, or over over University of Venice, uh, and we we haven't stopped on that on that front, and I, I think. I think we need to collaborate more than ever to to share resources if, if possible, and certainly to share uh, communication or come up with some kind of educational activities. Um, I think that can make us all stronger. Uh, and obviously we uh, are all competitive in, in, our, mm-hmm. in our different ways and are, attract, are wanting to attract um, all audiences, but I think that's something that we have to, well, consider more than ever, uh, as, a, as a as a as a joint as a joint effort, um, but we, we have a program. It's more of a communications um, uh, collaboration between the um, uh, galleries of the of the academia, uh, the gallery of Palazzo Cini,
0: mm-hmm. us
1: the PGC, and um, uh, Punta della Dogana, because we're all part. We're all located in this little section of Dorsoduro called San Vio. And so we, we came up uh, with this Dorso Duro Museum Mile. Um, <laughs> so we're like a, a mini museum mile, um, which was uh, a project which had been um, uh, started uh, already at least 10 or 15 years ago, and then we resuscitated it um, just, just recently. Um, because um, in, in this tiny district, uh, you really can come across 800 years of, of art, beginning with the Venetian Renaissance up to uh, contemporary art with the Punta della Dogana and going and experiencing um, late 18th and 19th century art at the Cini, at the galleries of the, of the Palazzo Cini, uh, and, and of course, uh, the Peggy Guggenheim collection with its works of 20th century art. So. Um, there's this uh, wonderful um, span of time, um, yes, eight 800 years roughly of art in this, in wow. this tiny district of Dorsoduro. Of, of so that's been a nice, a nice collaboration. Um, and uh, we will certainly go on collaborating with, uh, uh, with sister institutions. Uh, and, and, and again, I think uh, that being able to, to work with others whenever possible just makes us all stronger.
0: And can you tell me a little more about you know the intricacies of the museum mile? Is it like a kind of crawl between all of them or is it a program that one follows when they sign up for it
1: um well it's it's actually it's it it's um, it's it's actually a little bit more basic than that in in some respects we we haven't uh-huh. yet actually come up with any any specific activities but um uh, for example, if you buy if you buy a ticket at the Academia, then you get um, you get a discount at any of the other museums. Uh, so it's an incentive, I suppose, to try and visit all these museums in the uh, in this in this area. And so you, and so and visitors get a get get a discount. Uh, it would be great to uh, try and uh, come up with some actual activities. But um, this is this will be also four institutions working together, and that. That can get a little a little complex, um, yes, but in the course. meantime, um, it's also just a way of reminding visitors that there is this cluster of museums in Dorsoduro uh and that it's certainly um, an area worth uh, worth worth visiting, and just uh, uh, making sure that it's on everyone's radar.
0: And yeah, it's a, exactly it's this huge expanse of history that. It's funny because I've I've obviously, when I was in Venice, I visited all of them, but I never really thought about how much history is in such a small place, <laughs> yes. which is so, you know, kind of ignorant. But <laughs> I didn't even realise that it was 800 years. I know, it's incredible, yes. It is incredible. And, you know, just feeding off of that kind of positive note, one thing I always like to ask at the end of the episode is... You know, what are you most looking forward to personally and in relation to the gallery once the current lockdown or any other future lockdowns are lifted and a new normal is kind of established?
1: Well, I can't wait for, for people to come back to the museum and to see the museum come alive again. It's extremely sad to to see it just closed off and no, nobody can come to the museum, enjoy the garden uh, and enjoy enjoy the palazzo and enjoy the... The, the view on the ter- um, on, on the Grand Canal. It, it'll be, yes, it'll be wonderful just to know that the, the whole place is coming alive again. I think that's what we need very much. Um, and it, I think it will bring us a new new energy, a renewed vitality and, and enthusiasm. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. And then, of course, I'm very much looking forward to to going out to eat in the evening in some restaurant, mm. because my husband is a is a wonderful was a wonderful cook, uh, but we'll both very much appreciate going to get a drink uh, at a cafe and then going off to one of our favourite restaurants. And once, just once they're open
0: again, and embracing you know the beauty of Venice once again when it's slightly more alive per exactly. se. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me this morning.
1: My pleasure, Laria.
0: And it was so great to catch up and hear, you know, about a place that I've really, you know, cherished for such a long time.
1: That's good to hear. I'm delighted to hear that.
0: And I can And, you know, I will definitely be coming to Venice as soon as I can. That's for sure. Very good. You're always (laughs) welcome. You know that. And we'll go and have a drink together. Oh, yes, please. Thank you so much. (laughs) My pleasure. Have a lovely day. You too. (laughs)